Welcome to The Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Whether you are in your car, folding laundry, cooking, cleaning, or maybe even just enjoying a cup of coffee and a few minutes of quiet, we're so glad you're joining us today. Here's your host, wife, mother of four, foster mom, entrepreneur, and author, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of The Crystal Pain Show. Jesse, there's been a lot going on in our lives the past week since we um, recorded no, an episode. No. It's, it's been pretty quiet around here. I feel like every day is 48 plus hours because of so many things that go on in one day's time. And at the end of the day, I'll be like, oh, that was just this morning that that happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's just a lot with the kids are going back to school. And so this week they have back to school camp, which usually would be an overnight camp. And it would be an all week overnight camp at a place in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. But because of COVID, which is kind of the reason for almost everything, every change in our life these days. Yeah. Any any change in schedule or anything that is, you know, was previously thought to have happened there was going to be planned to have happened that's changed is because of COVID. They are doing day camps and they split the middle school and the high school up. And so instead of, I think it would usually be four days Mm -hmm. of camp overnight camp. They are having two day long day camps. So the middle schoolers went Monday and Tuesday. So Silas went for that. And then the high schoolers, um, went yesterday and today, Wednesday and Thursday. And so mm-hmm. um, Catherine and Caitlin are at that. And that also, you know, some of you might be listening. And if you know where our kids were at school last year, you might be saying, wait, hold up. I'm confused. All of the kids are going to the same school this year. It's a small private Christian school that is actually having in-person classes. Mm-hmm. And again, due to COVID, they are restructuring a lot of how they do school so that they're making it um, just as safe as possible Mm -hmm. as socially distanced, but at the same time still seeking to foster community. And so there's just been a lot with, I feel like getting the kids ready to start school, lots of different appointments and things that we need to purchase and just a lot of last minute things that had to happen and then getting ready for camp and then them going to camp and and instead of sending them off and then them being gone for four days, we which actually, something we were really looking forward to. That sounds bad. I know it sounds bad, but it was true. Well, we have had older kids here all day long, every day since March. And so. Plus, it's just a really fun experience for them. And, yes. you know, and Catherine would always enjoy that camp. And I was looking forward to Silas and Caitlin being able to experience it as well. Yes, we were looking forward to that. But. It's uh, we have to drop them off early in the morning and then pick them up very late at night. Mm-hmm. So it it makes for a long day for both of us. But we're really happy that they're getting to still have somewhat of the camp experience, even though not quite the same. So that's going on. And then they're starting school on Monday. And then my mom and my brother came into town because uh, my brother uh, is going to Bob Jones University. And so they were on their way um, to drop him off for that. And then we have um, brand new neighbors who are moving in who also we found out um, their kids are going to school with our kids. And so we've been um, getting to know them and spending time with them and kind of 
trying to be a help to them in this. And then just lots of stuff going on with work. And obviously we have two babies. And so life is just always, um, every day has been very full, but wonderful. And um, speaking of back to school, this episode, we're going to talk about homeschooling and give some encouragement for the brand new homeschool parents. And I had a lot of people that have written in over the last month really begging me to talk about homeschool because we homeschooled for over six years and um, we are also homeschool graduates. But it feels a little weird for me to talk about homeschooling when I'm not currently. But the more I thought about it, you know, I thought, well, Jesse and I, we're both homeschool graduates and mm-hmm. we can share from our experience and what we've experienced. And so we're just going to give some encouragement, especially for those of you who are brand new to this. Maybe you got thrown into homeschooling because your local schools have all gone virtual, or maybe you decided there was just so much stuff that was up in the air this year mm-hmm. and so much, so many unknowns that you're just like, we're just going to homeschool. That will simplify things. So we're going to talk to you and give you some encouragement from just our perspective and experience as, you know, had homeschooled and also been homeschooled. So I hope that's an encouragement. But before we get to that, Jesse, what's saving your life this week? Well, I decided this week that I'm going to adopt your practice of adding collagen in one of your drinks every day just so you can get more protein. So I, I need to get more protein in my diet and help kind of clean things up a little bit. And I think that's going to be, that'd be a really easy way to do it. So I decided that's saving my life this week. And so I, I'm just thinking, you know, since we started this podcast, not only have I gotten you addicted to listening to audiobooks, mm-hmm. which is something you said you would never mm-hmm. do. Now you're taking collagen. Though I'm I, will, like, though I will tell you this. I was taking protein powder long before you you were. But this is collagen. This is not protein powder. It's protein powder. Well, it's protein in a powder, but it's not like <laughs> exactly. The so gross, it's protein powder. Sawdust. It's not like the sawdust protein powder. I can't stand that chalky stuff. This is great because you can. You mix obviously it. haven't had what I'm taking now. <sighs> oh no! What are you taking now? It's like an uh, oatmeal chocolate cookie. Everybody it's always good. tells me that. They're like, if you just tried this one protein powder. Especially every, with milk. Every protein powder I have tried just tastes like chalk with a little chocolate, like chocolate chalk, basically. Chocolate chalk. Yes. Yeah. But I was thinking, Jesse, you know, at the rate you're going pretty soon, you're going to come on and be like, well, I started pelvic floor therapy <laughs> this week. <laughs> um, not sure how I feel about that. So. Yeah. I, I, I'll let you know. I'll let you know when I start. Well, what's saving my life this week is baby signing times. And this is such a throwback for us because whenever you were in law school, we lived in the little basement apartment and we only had one vehicle and I stayed home pretty much all day long because we didn't hardly know anybody in the area and I couldn't really walk to any place from our little apartment and you had the car all day. I was home. With Catherine, who was a little baby and then a toddler, and um, we did the baby signing times DVDs. I mm-hmm. don't know where we actually found them. That's in what first I was just place. wondering where you found them. I don't know, but basically they're just fun um, songs that teach kind of basic ASL signs, mm-hmm. sign language, in other words. And she loved them and ended up learning. I think she 
probably had at least 30 signs, if not more, by the time she was two years old. And it was so helpful because Mm -hmm. she was able to tell us from the time she was little, whether she was hungry, whether she was thirsty, whether she needed to go potty, you know, like just things like that and able to communicate with us. And then we also felt like it really helped with her speech Mm -hmm. because not only on these DVDs are they signing and they're learning the signs, but then they're also saying the words at the same time. So she did, it seemed like she would learn the sign and the word at the same time. And Mm -hmm. it helped her developmentally so that, I mean, I I don't, you know, kids talk at different times, so I'm not saying it was just this, but I felt like it helped us to be able to communicate with her better. And then she had a very pretty complex vocabulary at a fairly young age. And I think this, Mm -hmm. you know, it definitely didn't hurt. Anyway, we have been introducing our babies to baby signing times. Um, We don't have the DVDs, but it's actually on YouTube. You can get, there's multiple baby signing time um, YouTube videos, but one that's 45 minutes long. And so we have little chairs that we set the babies in that hold them up and we strap them in. And they've been watching the video together and they will sit there for, I mean, sometimes it's 25 minutes. Or longer. Enthralled. And Champ will just be squealing and just, he gets so into it. And and the first time they, we had them watch it and I was in the other room and I think Caitlin and Silas were in there with them. And I thought he was crying because he was squealing so much. I thought he was upset. Mm -hmm. And then I went in there. No, he had the happiest smile on his face and he was just drooling and he he loves them, and and Kirsten's starting to. She's a little bit younger than him, and but she's starting to really mm-hmm. en- enjoy them, and um, and so I just would highly recommend these, just not only to teach your kids words and um, how mm-hmm. to communicate with you, but it also. <laughs> It's been great to be able to have something that we can, sounds bad, but sit them down in front of that they really enjoy. So maybe if I need to get ready or something like that, that I can mm-hmm. be right there. But it kind of entertains them, but also educates them as well. I'm not a big fan of just entertainment for kids, but I think there's a time and a place for small windows of educational um, entertainment or (laughs) occupying a child with something that's educational. Edutainment. Yeah, edutainment. So we'll put the link to that um, in the show notes. The book that I am reading this week, which, Jesse, you said you... Did not have a book update. Correct. With everything going on, I haven't had a lot of time to read, but I have been listening to this book by Latasha Morrison called Be the Bridge. And it's all about racial reconciliation from a Christian perspective. And so really encouraging racial reconciliation in the church. And I didn't know what I would think of this book. It was highly recommended by multiple people. And I read the Amazon reviews and I thought, you know, I'm going to try this. And the reason that I was hesitant is because I actually read or actually listened to Austin Channing Brown's book, I'm Still Here. This was at least a year ago. It might've been longer than that. And I just had so many big feelings about that book, but it left me feeling discouraged, honestly, because I felt like it presented a lot of problems, but there weren't solutions. And it made me feel like I need to walk on pins and needles around anyone who is a person of color, because I might say something totally unintentionally that could come across as offensive, and I didn't want to do that. And so that book just left me feeling kind of just heavy hearted. Mm -hmm. And this book, Be the Bridge by Latasha Morrison, 
is leaving me feeling very hopeful. And I don't agree with everything in it, but I feel like it is a very worthwhile read or listen, especially if you are looking for material to educate yourself more on issues of race or you just are hoping to figure out, you know, how to walk the racially charged discussions that are going on in our culture right now and and even in the church, um, walk them well and in love, um, I think it would be well worth your time. So that was Be the Bridge by Latasha Morrison. All right, Jesse, let's dive into encouragement for the brand new homeschool parent. I know that First off, one of the things that I was thinking of is I've heard from a lot of moms who are feeling really frustrated by the school system Mm -hmm. and the unknown and the unrest, and they're feeling very frustrated that they have become homeschool parents when that was not something that they ever set out to do. Mm -hmm. And maybe not full-time homeschool parents because the teacher is creating the curriculum and doing some of the teaching, but still... They're having to oversee their child's education, Mm -hmm. and they've never had to be so involved before, and they've never had their child home all day and having to help them with the math problems and the English and all of that, and they're feeling very frustrated, Mm -hmm. And, and I get that, and I understand that, but at the same time, one thing that I just thought of when I thought, what would I want to encourage a brand new homeschool parent? I think first off, to remember that your attitude sets the tone for your home. So if you are coming into this with a really bad attitude, like, I can't believe we have to do this. This is so frustrating. I don't want to do this. I never wanted to homeschool. And that is what your child is getting from you. It is going to probably start things off on the wrong foot. And maybe you chose to homeschool, but you're still feeling really apprehensive or scared. I just think if you can exude enthusiasm to your child, whether you feel it or not, it's going to make a big Mm -hmm. difference on their perspective of this whole experience. Because if they feel like you're on board and you're excited about doing this, they're going to probably be a lot more excited Mm -hmm. and have a lot more want to than if you're dragging your feet and just feeling so frustrated. So your attitude sets the tone for your home. Definitely. I mean, one thing I, I just thought about the, you know, the saying, fake it till you make it, you know, even if you don't feel confident and don't feel excited, fake it and try to communicate a confidence and an excitement to your children because you want them to have a confidence and an excitement to learn. And maybe it's only for a short period of time. Maybe it's only for two weeks. Maybe it's only for a month while they, you know, re uh, look at where everything is at and then go back to in-person learning. But you have this opportunity, this time that you would not have had otherwise, you know, so maybe flip, flip it on its head in a way and view it instead of as a burden, view it as an opportunity, an opportunity that's going to go by fleeting and that you'll never have back. Yes, I love that. And I think it can help change your perspective if you think you don't know what the future holds. And so just embracing this opportunity that you have to really invest in your kids and love on your kids and walk with them through, you know, this 
these are historical times. I feel like these are times that they're going to write books on and they're going to be in school textbooks someday, this time that we're living in. And so getting to walk with your child on a much closer basis through this can be a really sweet and precious thing, even though sometimes it doesn't feel very sweet and precious and it's just a lot of work. But keeping that as your perspective and you know, one of the things you just you said, fake it till you make it. I like to say fake it till you feel it. So, you know, fake yeah, the feelings that you want to feel or that you the perspective that you want to have and think about what's going to matter most in 25 years from now. What do mm-hmm. I want to look back on this time in 10 or 20 years from now and see that how I lived and fake those feelings mm-hmm. until you feel them because a lot of times you can change your perspective just by changing your attitude. Another thing I was just thinking of too, I know we have um, one child that really gets overwhelmed when looking at something new because they look at everything in total and everything, just the whole um, structure of things overwhelms them when they look, look at everything. Instead, look at the parts. Look at the little things that are going on in the day and within the education schedule that you have, whether you're setting it or somebody else is setting it, and focus on those things that you're good at. Focus on the things that you like to do and that you can impart to your kids during this time. And that way you can shift your focus instead of on the whole that may be overwhelming, focus your attention then on the little things that you can have a good attitude about. The next point that we talked about ahead of time that we wanted to share, this was Jesse's idea, and it was don't be a slave to someone else's schedule. Jesse, you want to mm-hmm. talk more about that? Well, I think that you know, kind of harking back to that, you know, being overwhelmed by the structure as a whole, part of, I think, what is so frustrating for people is they're being forced to abide by the school district schedule. Sometimes you have to do that. Other times, I think it's something that that we as parents tr- take on ourselves and we think, oh, education has to look a certain way. You have to spend so much time doing X and so much time doing Y and so much time doing Z. And in reality, there's a lot of flexibility in home education. And that's one thing that we like about home education. I mean, so we were talking about the Baby Signing Times videos. We started that because of how we view education. Education starts after at birth, really. And looking at those opportunities that are in front of us to educate wherever the opportunity arises, whether it be little bitty baby learns Hebrew and Greek and, and which it we is, had. Itty, itty yeah. bitty baby. Itty yeah. bitty baby learns Greek and Hebrew. I don't even know if those books are still available. I, I don't know. But Catherine was taking those along with the signing time. So she was, you know, what, learning three languages at one time. But anyway. Um, not that, not that you're like, not, tooting your to, own to, I don't think she doesn't remember <laughs> lick of anything, but being flexible like that and, and being creative and, um, you have that opportunity to, to be creative and, and create your own schedule. I mean, if you can, can you, I mean, you probably, a lot of the school districts I think are making you stay in your seat for certain periods of times and be within this box. Well, see if you can be creative within the framework that they've set. Well, and I think along the same lines, one piece of advice that I always try to give moms when they're starting out their homeschool journey is don't 
feel like you need to do school at home. Mm-hmm. Home education is a way of life. Right. It's not necessarily bringing a classroom like it looks in a traditional school setting home and trying to do it just like that. Mm-hmm. And so one other point that I had on my list here is that life is the best classroom. Mm-hmm. And I feel like from growing up being homeschooled, I the things that I remember, a lot of them didn't happen in a classroom setting. It didn't mm-hmm. happen maybe even during our, you know, quote, English time or homeschool hours or whatever. It was it was life. It was learning from life. And this is an opportunity for you to get to encourage your children in their extra time to explore things that they're interested in mm-hmm. and let them read books that they're excited about or listen to audiobooks. There are so many great audiobooks out there, um, even narrated audiobooks that have different voices and things and getting your kids excited about that. I know that we've also done a lot of audio drama that our kids have listened to and they've learned so mm-hmm. much from that. And so looking for things that, you know, it's not a textbook, but they're still going to learn so much from that. And I was also thinking, you know, I talked about how the time that we're living in right now is going to be written about someday. And so as much as you feel comfortable with bringing your kids into discussions about current events, there's so much that, you know, we can learn and discuss with what's going on right now. Mm -hmm. And so having them write papers or read books on topics or listen to podcasts and, um, you know, maybe sitting down as a family and listening to the news and then talking together about it afterwards and, you know, just saying, how do you feel about that? Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? You know, do you agree with that or not? How should we respond to this? Um, What should we do about this? And and so just really teaching from life, Mm -hmm. I feel like that is, you know, one of my heartbeats is to raise lifelong learners. And I feel like so much learning is not Mm -hmm. what happens in the classroom or what they read in a textbook or what they study for a test, but it's life. And so seeing all of life as your classroom, if your kids are really little, you know, you can do things like you're making lunch together and they can learn counting because you can talk about how many carrots do you have on your plate? If I take one carrot away, how many do you have? And you're teaching them these life skills just through little everyday life things. And so looking for, you know, ways to talk about color and when they're playing that you can just be talking about their different colors. You can be talking about the ABCs and what, you know, words and letters. And there's so many fun things that you can do that kids aren't even going to realize that they're actually, right. this is school because you're making it so exciting and fun and just normal life. And so if I can just encourage you that life is the best classroom and finally character trumps curriculum. And this goes right along with that topic of life being the best classroom, that character is so much more important Mm -hmm. than curriculum. I remember from the time that we were little growing up in my family that diligence and a strong work ethic was so important. My parents not only modeled this for us day in and day out because they're some of the hardest working people that I know, but also they required it of us that we were an asset to our family. 
We were not someone who was just a freeloader. And so from the time we were young, we were required to do chores and we had chore charts. And I remember my mom for a long time, we had this chore chart that had little pockets in it with these little index cards where she had written out exactly what we were supposed to do every day for each room in the house. And we would each be in charge of, you know, three rooms in the house. And so if you had a bathroom, it, you know, said Monday, you're supposed to clean the toilet and wipe down the light fixtures or something. And every day there was different chores that you were supposed to do. And then she checked them. She made sure we did it correctly. And this was just what was expected. And we Mm -hmm. never thought, oh, my parents are, you know, making life so hard for us because they're making us work. I look back and I have so many fond memories of us working together, doing the dishes and all talking together, working in the garden together. And I know that I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for that work ethic mm-hmm. that my parents instilled in me. And and that's one of the greatest gifts that I feel like they gave me. And I struggled in school. I struggled with math especially, and I struggled to understand a lot of the concepts and curriculum in high school. And yet I have, you know, gone on to have this successful business. And it's not because I was really smart when it mm-hmm. came to academics, but it was because of the character that my parents instilled in me. And so just thinking of what does that look like to mm-hmm. teach character and to focus more on instilling that in your kids than stressing over them, getting amazing grades or doing perfect on their test. Because if your kids are lifelong learners mm-hmm. and they have a strong work ethic and good character, they're going to do well in life. And along with that, I think it goes along the lines with um, picking your attitude. And that is teaching your kids to roll with the punches and be flexible. I mean, this is an amazing time to learn that character trait. Mm. And think if if they're able to learn that character trait going forward, that's going to carry them a long way because if you're going to be absolutely inflexible in life, it's going to be really, really hard. And being flexible, rolling with the punches, that's a great thing to be able to teach your kids throughout through this whole time. Well, and I think of the attitude that you display before them of how you are handling so much unrest and so mm-hmm. many unknowns later on in life, they might not remember anything that they learned from the virtual school that they did Mm -hmm. or the textbook, but they will probably remember the attitude that you had during this time. And so thinking of that and remembering that your example and what you model before them is something that later on in life, when they go through hard times, Mm -hmm. for them to be able to look back and say, I know that that was a really hard season for my parents. And I watched them you know, step up and get creative and be grateful and choose to see the good in this and choose to be thankful and count our blessings. And, and I want to do the same. You know, I know we're about ready to wrap up here, but I've said several times throughout this whole COVID situation that's going on, this may very well be our generation's great depression. And that, you know, I, I remember talking with the grand grandparents that were alive during the great depression and how, the attitudes and the sacrifices that were shown by their parents, how that was passed on to them through their experiences during the depression affects them even today. And they're 80, 90 years old. And you have an opportunity to set that same example now. 
I want to just close. I wasn't planning to do this, but when you said that, it reminded me, I read this on Instagram. It was um, Mom Advice. Amy from Mom Advice had posted this on Instagram. And I don't know where it came from, but um, it says, sometimes I just want it to stop. Talk of COVID, protest, looting, brutality. I lose my way. I become convinced that this, quote, new normal is real life. Then I meet an 87-year-old who talks of living through polio, diphtheria, Vietnam protest, and yet is still enchanted with life. He seemed surprised when I said that 2020 must be especially challenging for him. No, he said slowly, looking me straight in the eye. I learned a long time ago to not see the world through the printed headlines. Mm. I see the world through the people that surround me. I see the world with the realization that we love big. Therefore, I just choose to write my own headlines. And I thought that that was so good. Choosing to write your own headlines. Choosing to see the world through the perspective of where is the good Where is the beautiful? What can we be thankful for today? Where have we seen God show up in our life? That can completely change your perspective. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com.